0: What's going on, everybody? If you don't hear that noise in the background, so what you got here is uh, you got a f- plane flying overhead, and you got some birds chirping in the background. I Don't know if you hear that or not, and you got some rustling of of leaves in a in a midsummer's breeze. Um, also, there's a helicopter flying overhead. They might be li- looking for a uh, criminal. On the loose, you know, because we got a lot of vandals here in Seattle. But uh, we, luckily, we got law enforcement to keep us safe. But anyways, that's where I am. I'm in Discovery Park in Seattle, Washington, and I'm that's where I'm doing this podcast from. This episode four, it's going to be a good one. Um, we're going to get into the news. What's what's hot in the news? I'm going to say uh, the DoorDash thing, little DoorDash tipping scandal. Remember that? We're going to get into that. DoorDash has has made some changes. So, um, we're going to explore what changes they've made. Also, rideshare demand uh, by political campaigns. Right now, it's a great time to be a, a Lyft or Uber driver or any other company driving with any other company out there because this political season is heating up and all these campaigns are active and moving around and Uh, rideshare and Uber and Lyft drivers can uh, all get them to where they need to go also, living that gig economy lifestyle is not easy and why it's the most dangerous lifestyles to have yes, that's right the rideshare delivery life is the most dangerous in the United States even more than a drug dealer can you believe that All right next we're also going to jump into rideshare drivers were paid to protest do you remember that a couple months ago maybe a month ago oh no, it was june i believe but um yeah some rideshare drivers were paid to protest so it's uh, some sketchy stuff going on we'll explore that and lift and let me tell you this is why i love these companies not only do they provide opportunity for people but they're also thinking about people Right? right they're thinking about giving back and that's really what we all should at some point in our lives think about doing It's just giving back if we get we give right but anyways Lyft pilots free ride program for people experiencing homelessness in Seattle and thank goodness I have Lyft and Uber um, available because I do not want to experience that homeless lifestyle and I'd be happy to give somebody who's homeless a ride no problem no problem at all Um, so you know these companies on the surface may seem like they're doing bad Uber and Lyft but underneath they have some really good intentions all right so we're gonna jump into that so Lyft um, has a ride program for people experiencing homelessness in Seattle. Anyways, after we get into that, we're going to explore this Creep of the Week. Who's the Creep of the Week, man? We got a good one. Also, um, we're going to skip out on the Rider of the Week. I love all my riders, but we're going to skip out on that, and we're going to explore the Book of the Week, and I tell you what, It's an awesome book. Also, we're going to get into the product of the week and last but not least, the tip of the week. And this could change how you do everything. So with that, let's get into it. Let's get this show. Let's get this episode four on the road and let's get this thing going. I'm back, and of course I'm going to start this thing off with my delivery brothers and sisters. The news for you guys. um, We're going to jump into DoorDash's ass again. Um, But this time, it all ends on a positive note, especially for you you delivery people out there. Um, DoorDash is tipping fallout, and this comes from an article um, by Advertising Age. But uh, DoorDash's tipping fallout has created an opportunity for their competitors like Uber and Postmates. Um, In a recent controversy, as you all know, concerning DoorDash's tipping policy, Uber, Eats, and Postmates have taken strategic steps to transparently reassure their user bases uh, that delivery partners receive 100% of customer tips, as they should as they should you know if i'm bringing something to somebody and they want to tip me i should get all of the tip and the uh the price um offered to deliver that so anyways now for some good news though um and you hear those you hear those uh the helicopter for certain there's a uh there's a vandal loose in Seattle somewhere. That's the only way they would be. be um, Circling this park. Um, but anyways. That's what that is. Um, but for the good news. For DoorDash. Because of the o- overwhelming negative reaction. To DoorDash's tipping policy. DoorDash recently folded to the overwhelming negative attention. And reversed their tipping policy. Which is great. Good move by DoorDash. First of all. DoorDash is DoorDash is again. I can't, I'll, I'll say it until they are not, um, but they are the 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 best paying delivery company out there. Um, and I love my Uber Eats. Um, I don't know about GrubHub. I haven't delivered with them. Um, Postmates, Postmates is an option for customers, but I love Uber Eats. Uber Uber Eats. Um, but overall, I love DoorDash because they pay so well. And now, everyone, rejoice, they pay even better because you will get your tips. You hear that? The reversal of this policy means DoorDash will abandon the practice of using tips to subsidize workers base pay. And that has been common in, in the restaurant industry for years, which means restaurant workers... Getting screwed over. Um, j- that's just my opinion, by the way. Everything in here is my opinion. Uh, my take: <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> we are not in the restaurant industry. Uh, we are self-employed delivery contractors, drivers. Uh, your policy was cheating, a cheating hack uh, from the very beginning, DoorDash. <clears throat> it was. Um, you can't. We're not your employees, right? We're your delivery partners, and as with all partners, um, you, you have to treat treat us right. Everybody eats, man. Um, treat your partners right, and they'll treat you right. Um, so what you were doing in the beginning was uh, pretty shady. And not ethical, like I've said in my past podcasts. But now you seem to like you're coming, coming, turning around and coming down the right path. And I appreciate that. And so do all the other drivers. So expect good things. Um, but for all you drivers out there, all you deliverers, um, just know that more will be expected out of you. So now that you're getting your tips, um, show that you appreciate it. And uh, I recommend giving even better service than what you were giving. Um, for DoorDash, they currently own twenty-seven point six percent of the market. That's the largest, followed by GrubHub at twenty-six, followed by Uber at twenty-five. Um, yeah, it's just too bad it took them so long to do the right thing, but now they're coming around, and it's everybody should be happy about that. And with that. Let's talk about the next article. Alright. Do you ride share, bro? Do you? Well, if you don't, political campaigns sure do. And look out for it. Because use among political campaigns are exploding. Not with everybody. Everybody hasn't embraced it yet. But um, they're definitely on the rise, which is great. Which is great for rideshare drivers and food delivery people. I'm telling you, up to 87,000 dollars have been spent on the services that we provide. OK? So when you're driving out there, look out for these uh, political campaigns and campaigns and activists. Um, they're, these guys are embracing the ta- technology even more and more, okay. Uh even local organizers are out and about using rideshare services. Uh this weekend, last weekend, I gave some Seattle's some of Seattle's uh Kishama Sawant, she's a local politician in Seattle. Um I gave some of her organizers a ride and they they seem pretty cool, though I don't lean um in their direction. They're definitely really nice Thoughtful people, you know, um, and I offered uh, some some services, you know, and I, I I also recommended to them that they you know you should be using these rideshare people more, actually, you know, to plant signs and whatnot, and maybe tape up torn signs. I'm just saying that's there's so many rideshare people. Um, I feel like local politicians might want to embrace them even more. Um, We know so much about the neighborhoods and so much about the city. It's probably a good idea to do that. Anyways, so I met some of her organizers, and they were really nice and smart um, and convincing. Anyways, so it was great. Um, The article that I'm talking about is from Business Insider. It breaks down which can, uh, Democratic presidential candidate is spending what thus far on rideshare services and why not? Since Uber and Lyft are great for tracking costs and activity, right? Um, why wouldn't you use that? You can't do that really with taxis. Um, Uber and Lyft are great for tracking costs and activities, how people move around and where they're stopping and going and whatnot. Um, some of the candidates that spent the most was Kamala Harris at $14,000. Kamala Harris is embracing uh, this technology and employing people. So kudos to her for that. Number two, Andrew Yang at 9000 and Elizabeth Warren at 9000 So one, two, and three. I appreciate these people for using Uber and Lyft and embracing the technology and creating more demand. Um, Now you you guys can... If you use these guys, if you use the rideshare companies correctly, man, you can get the word out even more. That's what I think. Um, The bottom three... Of rideshare spenders were Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders at nine hundred dollars, Tulsi Gabbard, seven hundred, Steve Bullock, two hundred, Beto O'Rourke at zero to this point. Beto O'Rourke at zero. Okay? Keep that in mind. Who's spending? Who's embracing the technology and who um who's tracking their, their costs, right? Wouldn't you want a political candidate that's embracing this technology and, and uh, tracking their costs and also showing that they're organized, showing where they're sending people? I mean, I would, if I was a political candidate, if I was voting for somebody, I'd definitely want somebody who's uh, responsible. So I think those top three picks up there. Kamal Harris, Andrew Yang, and Elizabeth Warren. They're definitely on the right track. And uh, you know, I wish them the best. Alright, so let's get on to the next article. Mm-hmm. Alright, here's this article from the San Francisco Chronicle. And what it's saying should open all my rideshare family should open all of your eyes and hopefully your ears um but San Francisco Chronicle is saying Uber, Lyft, Grubhub and others just pretty much everybody all ride-share companies, all ride all ride delivery companies are the most dangerous jobs in the country, okay? Um, they just studied. They just uh, took note from Uber, Lyft, and Grubhub. They didn't bother with DoorDash, um, but it's pretty much falls in the same category. Anyways, I'm a break. it's a it's a long article, but basically the stats that you need to know really are that all you drivers out there are likely within the top thirteen percent to the top one percent of the most dangerous jobs in the country, okay? Um, that's a quote. Their death rates range from 10% to 340% per- higher than police officers and firefighters, okay? <laughs> um, and, and I can see it because, you know, there's a lot of drivers out there that are just trying to um, pump out as many deliveries or rides as possible so we're sometimes we're a bit erratic and sometimes we're a bit hurried so I can definitely see how we'd have a high uh, death rate high crash rate for sure um, also one important thing to note and I'm gonna quote taxi drivers are typically employees whereas gig drivers are independent contractors taxi drivers but not gig drivers fall under OSHA Jurisdiction, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, Jurisdiction. Um, Taxi companies must pay workers' compensation insurance premiums, right? That's a key key note. Gig companies do not. Uh, These premiums provide companies with an economic incentive to reduce driver injuries. Some taxi companies, including those in San Francisco, require safety training. Um yeah, this is coming from the San Francisco Chronicle. It's definitely probably what Uber and Lyft may be um sort of not forced, but uh it might become a thing down the line as as this as this thing grows. Um so yeah, Check out the article. It's breaking down a lot more numbers. I don't want to like dive deep into the numbers and stuff. Just know that all you drivers out there and delivery partners, um, you're you're in a hazardous occupation, all right. And you should be striving, or we all should be striving to um, have a less hazardous. Be working in a less hazardous uh occupation and pursuing a a better lifestyle, right? So anyways, that's my take. Um look out. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be doing trying to do this full time forever. I'd definitely looking out to do it part time or seasonal or supplemental income level. Um but yeah, that's it man. Hey wish you guys all the best, stay safe out there, and uh, with that, let's get on to the next article. Okay, for this next article, it's coming out of California. And the article is from the Los Angeles Times and its title is, Uber and Lyft drivers were paid up to $100 per protest, a bill that could make them employees. Um, If you don't remember, also, a couple months ago I think in June, there was a one-day protest for what was like six hours or whatever, where drivers go out to airports and, you know, stand their ground and just protest, uh, cr- create awareness that, you know, they deserve um, fair wages, which, you know, should, everybody should approve of, right? Everybody should be getting fair wages. But what is fair wages, right? Um, Anyways, this article has to do with Assembly Bill Number Five, um, which is basically a uh, a a a bill that would allow that would seek changes to uh, allowing drivers to continue as working as independent contractors or become employees and. I'm a bit torn on this because I feel like the only really, the only issue should be just fair pay, right? That's all anybody really wants, even with DoorDash, is just fair pay. Don't try to hide stuff. Just give us fair pay. Stop taking as much as you can, slowly as you can. Just give us fair pay. And that's what really anybody wants. But anyways, this this has to do. This article has to do with Assembly Bill 25. It's and it's consider. They were considering turning in California only, which is huge for the rest of us because it it could creep out to other states as well. Because usually start, everything starts in California and spreads. Um, but there were people there that were wanting Uber to become wanting to become employees, um, and then there were also people that were they that would want to stay as uh, independent contractors, which would allow them more freedom to drive on their own time, which is I enjoy. I enjoy that. Um, But a thing I don't like about this, and it bothers me, is that Uber and Lyft paid drivers uh, money to come out and protest. And it wasn't even a lot. It's like these people were paid... No less than what fifteen dollars. It's just like selling your soul to the devil. And I'm not calling Uber or Lyft the devil, but I'm just saying, like you, these people need to know their value. If you're just taking fifteen or twenty dollars to come pr- use your time that you could be working to protest, um, you're you're, you're getting you con- you're allowing yourself to get screwed over. Um, but then again, you're. These these companies are, have the the money to pay protesters, and and I'm pretty sure it went down like that in June, where um, union organizations were paying people to protest, professional protesters, because that's a thing. Um, but just paying anybody anyone to protest is really deceptive and unethical, in my opinion. Um, and as little as the, these companies paid these people, uh, they should—the people receiving that pay—should definitely be doing some self-reflection, because um, you're using your time, your energy, and uh, to, to get out there and and protest, right? And I don't know, if you wanna protest, it should be something that's self-driven and not paid to make you, make you driven, right? Um, anyways, it's completely uh, unethical for these companies to pay people to come protest on their behalf while executives and employees of this company really just work behind and depend they they're like riding the drivers pretty much Uber and Lyft I hate to say it but yeah they're they're riding the drivers they're depending on the drivers to do do everything to protest for them to drive for them I mean you got to start giving these these drivers more incentive uh, but I mean until the drivers or the employees wake up and realize their worth I mean you can still Uber and Lyft are still going to get away with paying these people to come out and do everything for them. And again, don't get me wrong. I love Uber and Lyft. You're creating great opportunities, but there are some things you're doing that are a tad unethical. And that's all I'm complaining about. And really, all you got to do is pay fairly, right? (laughs) And $15 to come out and protest on your behalf for like uh, paid $15 for lunch is not being paid fairly. I mean, those people's people have people people's time is important and um I feel like these companies know better and they should be doing the better thing um so with that um I'm just going to end with that and uh move on to the next article <coughs> okay now that we got the bad news out of the way it's really not bad just calling out Lyft and Uber I'm just asking them to do the right thing, which they are. Let's get into the good that Lyft and Uber does, um, not only providing this opportunity for people who probably wouldn't have an opportunity anywhere else, um, their their um, participation and uh, presence and uh, the community is really huge, and they're doing, the really good, they're doing a really good thing in, in, on the community level. Um, since 2017, uh, Uber ha- has had its Community Impact Initiative, um, which has offered free rides uh, that nonprofits can use to help the people they serve. Um, and now Lyft, Lyft Pilots, a free ride program for people experiencing homelessness in Seattle, and this is coming from GeekWire, an article from GeekWire. Lyft pilots free ride program for people experiencing homelessness in Seattle. It's a great, great um, program. Um, the transportation company, and I quote, will fund all rides for people offered shelter through the King County. Family emergency shelter intake line from now until December. The six month pilot was born out of a survey conducted by Seattle nonprofit Mary's Place, which is a great organization um, for women and families. Um, they, they do really great things in our community. Um, so if the pilot is a success lyft says it will renew its partnership with mary's place after december lyft is also providing seven thousand five hundred and ride credits to be allocated by the mary's place women's day center to help clients access services and job interviews and who could really be upset with that right i'd be i'm i'd be like super stoked to give somebody a ride who is trying to get their life together or is just trying to get out of poverty, right? Um, So again, kudos to Lyft and Uber for doing good things in the community. You just got to make sure you take care of your drivers as well. Nothing but love to you guys, though, okay? Um, So Lyft doing good things in uh, Seattle. And that will be all with the news. Glad we ended on a positive note. Now. You know what comes after the news? It's right. The creep of the week. So let's get down to the creep of the week. Yay! All right, as soon as I get off You're yes, not doing yes, nothing. <laughs> to hit what, okay. Say watch, whatever you play, want. Watch, yeah, yeah, watch. yeah. All right. My let me let me get watch. on here. You get on my car. No, I'm telling you. No. Call the cops. Call exit the cops. Call the cops. Exit my car. You're not going. Yo, call, f- you you call the cops. I'm not taking you nowhere. You exit here. Call the cops. I'm not getting out. You better call the cops. You better call the cops. You better call the cops. You call the cops because nope. you're making a big scene. You get on here. my I'm car. Right you wanna give me? You get. You want to keep on disrespecting me, you my get boy, out. Yo, watch, my you I don't, don't I care about your cat. boyfriend. Okay. I don't care about your boyfriend, okay? okay? If you disrespect I me, you get out. All right, don't disrespect call call the me. Cops. Do not. Call, call the, me. the cops. Tell C, I know my tell so I I don't care about that. So call the cops. You do it. You the ass man. You hear that? Okay. You hear that? That's the sound of disrespect, right? that is the sound of disrespect and uh, a nightmare for a rideshare driver right so the creep of the week the creep of the week award is going to this lady who uh, is a fan of verbally abusing rideshare drivers right or just anybody imagine if it's probably she's probably not even that way with only rideshare drivers She's probably that way with a lot of people in her life. She's had a bun- bunch of issues. And for that, she is the creep of the week. Um, this award goes to this fuckface uh, in the Reddit video. That's, that's basically what you heard, heard that from. is from a Reddit video thread, which uh, became viral and uh, also reported on um, at a really cool website, One OneMileAtATime.com. Uh, The viral video contains the calm Uber driver in New York I believe it was Bronx the Bronx uh, who video recorded the disrespectful misbehaving rider uh, verbally attack who who was uh, verbally attacking him uh, for not having guess what guess what it was not having a charging cord for her dead phone (laughs) How, f- how fucking lame do you have to be to, uh, to be that abusive for not ha- to somebody uh, for them not having a, a uh, recording cord? It's pretty goddamn... R- excuse my French. I'm, uh, I'm going to digress. It's pretty ridiculous. I didn't want a GD up in here, but it, it pretty much makes me upset. And so for that, you disrespectful douche, um, for that you are the creep of the week if you want to check this out you want to check this rude individual out again go to reddit um, and search for uber driver uh, remains calm or uber driver calm um, new york and you'll see this douchebag, bag uh, insignificant human disrespecting this calm and composed Uber driver who was rewarded with support and um, charging cords from Uber. Once again, Uber comes through. Thanks for supporting your community, Uber. So that concludes Creep of the Week. Congratulations to this woman for making it and winning this award. Um, But with that, we're gonna jump into the new, the uh, introduction to the book of the week. Man, these police officers over here, they're searching for somebody, probably another creep. All right guys, again, I apologize for not having a writer of the week Again, I appreciate all my riders. I love all my riders. I get great insight from all my riders, from every industry that they work in um, and all the life experiences that they have. I appreciate you guys, but this week, I'm gonna skip out on the Rider of the Week and I'm gonna go with the Book of the Week. And this Book of the Week is an oldie but a goodie that I'm just now discovering. Um, but I'm glad I did. It's called The Ultimate Cheapskate's Roadmap to True Riches. Okay? Um, the book of the week is by Jeff Yeager. Y-E-A-G-E-R. Um, it was an audiobook. I listen to these things when I'm headed back home or, you know, just sitting out. Maybe on a, on a coastline somewhere or in a park. Or wherever I am um, that's my life doing things on the go right Um, it's easier for me to regain focus on the topic and in between rides so that's that's what I do with audiobooks I I like reading all right but for on-the-go that on-the-go lifestyle uh, definitely place value in audiobooks anyway I highly recommend this book and find the advice within it to be of high value. The book is about not how to save money not how to save money necessarily, but how to spend less to enjoy more of your life. For example, reusing refilling expensive bottles of wine, right? with box wine brands when guests or parties are involved, right? That type of method of saving money Um, and spending less, right? It's a book about enjoying life more by looking for deals or stretching a dollar while enjoying the things you like most. For example, like buying a Bluetooth keyboard, not brand new, but going to a Goodwill and finding a used Bluetooth keyboard, for example, I found my little Apple Bluetooth keyboard for five dollars at Goodwill instead of the retail price of one hundred dollars. I believe that's the current price of those expensive keyboards. Um, out of the whole book, my favorite topic was was about this technique called fiscal fasting, and it could be easily it could. Easily be applied to uh, the rideshare lifestyle we all live, right? Just think about um, taking a week out of the month to fiscally fast, um, to not buy um, a sandwich for lunch, instead, make your lunch. And I know most of you guys do that, anyways, but um, excuse me, I just shooing a fly from my face and I hit the microphone. But yeah. Um, That type of lifestyle. So refilling water bottles instead of buying a brand new water bottle for a week. And uh, yeah, that's like what fiscally fasting, an example of fiscally fasting would be like. To learn more, um, this book can be acquired on any book dealing platform like um, Audible or Amazon um, or your local library. And we'll uh, talk about that. Um, in, in time, we'll get into that. But um, yeah, you can get. I got all these bugs around me. Get the get the book at your book deal. Any digital book dealing platform, or uh, Barnes and Nobles, or your local library. Which is the best way? Actually, I recommend that. Anyways, moving on. Let's. Let's just dive into the uh, product of the week. Product of the week—I know you've been waiting for um, it—and it's going to go with the theme of this podcast. But product of the week will be—and I use both—will be the Clean Canteen and hydro and a hydro flask. Okay, I use both of these. They're basically reusable water or drink canteens um, another way to save money right it's just another way to fiscally fast um, and improve health because the two are connected uh, drinking water uh, from a reusable container you're, you're saving money right there you know there you go you're saving money and uh, you're fiscally fasting and you're you're being healthy sure, you could use plastic water bottle, yeah, um, or other plastic another plastic container, but the plastic eventually degrades, retains unwanted bacteria or harmful chemicals, potentially affecting your health, with it only ending up in the landfill. Um, so you could go that way, or you could go the stainless steel route with Clean Canteen or Hydro Flask. Insulated canteens. I reckon, You can go with a regular canteen, but I recommend insulated canteens since they co- keep your drinks cold or hot. It's just an added benefit to insulated canteens. Uh, both of which I have owned since 2010, and that's why I recommend the insulated one. But uh, yeah, I've owned these things for nearly a decade, and I still have them. still have them. They're still... Good. Um, reusable stainless steel canteens are truly the best option for that rideshare life. The containers are durable, free of BPA. Uh, Patholates? Patholates? I don't know. I don't know what this word is. It's the first time I've been exposed to it. P H T H A L A T E S. Patholates. I'm going to. Anyways, lead. Free of lead. Well, I think we're all for that, right? And other toxins that may be in your other containers. Um, also, they save you money over the long run. I fill a twenty-ounce container three to four times daily at a grocery store or Starbucks, right? Think about that. It's free water everywhere; just gotta know where to find it. The average cost of a wa- of a bottle of water on the low end is a dollar right? The cost of a 20 ounce insulated canteen is around 30. So over the long term, it's a great purchase that saves you money, money that can go into oil changes or other costs that go into your vehicle. Of course, any stainless steel container canteen will work. However, I can't guarantee that because all I have ever used are the two aforementioned brands. These canteens can be purchased at any natural foods market, outdoor suppliers, and, of course, Amazon.com. Lower tier brands can be purchased at Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, or any other reduced price outlet where items are sold, usually for half price. And if you're going to get a lower tiered canteen, look at Ross, Marshalls, and TJ Maxx because they do have better deals than your friendly your friendly Amazon outlet. Anyways, that's my product of the week. Clean Canteen and Hydro Flask. Insulated canteens. Such a great item and um, durable. So, moving on. I'm just going to head off into the, in the sunset with that tip of the week. And if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. Um. We're going to end this week's episode, this episode number four, with this truly important and epic tip of the week, probably one of my best tip of the weeks ever, in the four episodes that I've been doing this. Um, <clears throat> this one is about save money, right? Saving money, but doing it at the library, right? There's a wealth of knowledge at the library. There's a wealth of resources at the library, and um, it's all free. Well, it's not free, it's paid for by taxpayers, but still it's free to use. And this is what I want to tell you. Learn more, earn more. Save money by utilizing your local library. Looking for music, right? Music, you need music. Don't buy music. Don't um, have music subscriptions. Can use your library for that if you got a CD player, and I do. Keep it. You gotta have a CD player if you want to save money. Looking for music for your customers to enjoy, or for your personal music player, right? Or you can like yeah, get a CD, download that music to your computer, then put it on your MP3 player or whatever digital device you have. Skip the premium music subscriptions at all costs. That range they range anywhere from five to fifteen dollars. Go to your local library and get that music for free, right? What about audiobooks? The average audiobook is $15 or more. The library has a great assortment of free audiobooks that make learning on the go an enjoyable experience. And I do that. I'm about that life. I'm all about finding ways to save money. That way I can like buy diapers and I can invest in my Honda 2004 Honda Insight, right? I can get oil changes. I mean, we're rideshare drivers. Our health, our lives, our bank accounts are at risk. We got to find ways to save money. And going to the library and using the free resources that we have is extremely important. All right. And of course, you know, go to the library. Um, The library has a diverse selection of movies and books and free Wi Fi while you wait for a ride or delivery request. Use this important public resource and watch your bank account grow. Just last week I saved $134 by checking out at the library and now I have an extra $134 to go back into my business and family and you can too. And so with that, that's the tip of the week. Okay, so with that, I'd like again, again, I'd like to thank you for uh, listening in, for tuning in. Uh, It's going to sum up this episode four of Rideshare Tactics. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Everly, and I can't thank you enough for listening. So thank you, whoever's listening out there. Thank you so much. Um, You can expect more and better podcasting as this thing goes on that's one thing I will promise okay so until next time this is rideshare tactics see you guys later I'll see everybody later not just guys but you know you know what I mean